HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking to Italian studies to management, from culinary technology to food writing, from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit culinarycenter.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, Visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every deli and supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I will try to demystify it in this program with my co-guests. And my guest today is Michelle Gardner, who is the co-owner of Chalet, a sunny cafe in West Village, which opened in December last year and serves tasty drinks made with matcha. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on the show. So uh, first, um, matcha is becoming increasingly popular in New York City lately. Uh, for instance, Starbucks serves uh, matcha latte. But for listeners who are not familiar with matcha, could you tell us what it is? Sure. So matcha, um, it comes from the same tea plant as every other tea. So um, Camellia sinensis is the tea plant. Um, what is so different about matcha is that matcha is a shade-grown tea, which means that the tea field actually gets covered up about two weeks before harvesting. So the matcha produces a higher level of chlorophyll and amino acids, which keep, gives it a very deep um, umami flavor. And um, the biggest difference is that matcha is ground into powder formats, so you're actually ingesting the whole tea leaf rather than brewing the tea and extracting just water from the tea itself. Mm. So matcha, you consume the whole tea leaves and all the benefits. Right. 
Okay, and uh, so because you uh, you grow it in the shade, um, maybe it gets uh, you know leaves are softer and delicate, and uh, there's less astringent. That's what I heard. Yes, yes, it's very in terms of flavor, it's um, much sweeter, um, less of the bitterness, and also it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Right, and you said umami. Um, just in case, umami is uh, the fifth taste after uh, sweet, sour, bitter, salty, and uh, that's a savory taste. Yes. And so that uh, is that the theanine. That's the you know kind of amino acid. Yes. Um, is so um, matcha contains a much much higher level of um, antioxidants and amino acids than normal green tea because of the shade grown. Um, if you look at um, compared to normal tea leaves, uh, matcha has about 137 times the amino acid content. So what that means is that that's going to give it a lot more flavor, mm-hmm. um, and that's where that umaminess comes from. Okay. Yeah, because the people think you know matcha. It, it sounds like it's bitter, but it's not. It's a lot of umami. Exactly. Right. Yes. And sometimes sweet, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Um, there are many different grades of matcha. Um, the higher grade you go, especially in the ceremonial category, the sweeter and smoother it gets. Mm, okay, right. So, and I heard it's also stone ground. It's not like machine, big machine ground. It's very delicate process. Yes, um, it's really truly amazing to see the tea farmers. Um, still to this day, um, a lot of the farmers keep the ancient tradition of picking the tea leaves by hand, and um, what they do is they pick the um, very tip of the tea leaf. Um, usually for the ceremonial style, you pick during first flushing, and you take that tea leaves and then you grind it with the big wheel of stone. And it takes a long time to get it into that fine powder that we ingest. So to just give you an idea,、um, we carry some matcha at our shop. 40 grams of matcha tea in one tin will take over an hour to produce. Wow! So it's quite labor intensive,、mm-hmm. and we really appreciate the art. Right. It just sounds like you know the the olive oil expensive、yes. olive oil the first <laughs>、yes. price that kind、yes. of yeah and also I heard that you know there are so many traditional tea houses in Japan and、uh, in order to keep taste of tea consistent every year、um, each tea house blends different leaves from different field、mm-hmm. and、uh, from the same year and each blend has poetic name、uh, such as、uh, sound of mist. Um, early evening white,、um, star behold, something like that,、yeah. and this reminds me of、uh, winemakers、uh, blending different types of grapes. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The somatcha is maybe just like a fine wine. Yeah, that's how I、um, try to explain to people the different grades as well. It's、uh, very similar to if you look at、um, from different winery to winery how the terroir differs and also how the in-house somalia decides to blend each wine or.、Um, Very similar to wine making,、um, but for matcha they have the tea masters within each tea farm, and then they choose well、um, whether they use the tender、uh, leaves from first flushing blended maybe with、um, previous year, and it's、um, they have each tea house has its own tea profile that they target for. That's great. Yeah, <laughs>、um, yeah, and of course they have、uh, different labels, just、right. like wine, right? Yeah.、Um, so maybe、uh, you can tell us、uh, what, when matcha was born and became so popular in Japan. 
Sure. So、um, tea was first introduced to Japan around right around the ninth century, and they were introduced by、um, priests who traveled to China and brought the seeds back to Japan and started、um, cultivating its own and processing in the powder format. And then it was、um, in somewhere between twelfth century to about sixteenth century where the、um, matcha was. You know, became more popular, but only really to the noble family and the, to the elite, because it was、um, the tea ceremony was you know something very special, and there was only a handful of merchants who were approved to process the tea and also to sell the tea. So at the time,、um, it was only being consumed by the elite, by the samurais, and by the shoguns, but not shogun really, is like a lord, right, right, right. And it really wasn't available to the、um, common people.、Mm. So then, in about 18th century, that's where the processing methods improved quite a bit, and、um, the processing of matcha became more efficient. So、mm. still. To the say, you know, we're、um, the matcha farmers. They're still picking the tea leaves by hand, but、um, there's a lot of equipments being introduced and to make the process more efficient. And that's when you started to see that matcha、um, was being enjoyed by everyone.、Mm, it's more democratized yeah. in yeah, a exactly. way, right?、Yeah. And you just mentioned the tea ceremony, so I think it's very important. You know, the matcha. Has me. If you ask Japanese person、uh, what is matcha, and they would say it's used in tea ceremony. But yeah, that's it's, it's been true. And、uh, there was a. You know, I want to mention that you know the tea ceremony.、Um, it is a you know ceremonial preparation and presentation of tea. But it's not just drinking tea, but it's a spiritual aspect that's strongly emphasized. And that means you enjoy tea in a rustic, simple environment rather than a festive party setting. And your focus is the hospitality to your guests. So,、um, yeah, but you know that's a Japanese way, and what、right. you're doing is a little different from,、uh, you know, I mean, our Japanese people are doing. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think、um, I, for myself, for example, I found matcha to be. Very calming.、Um, it's a very different form of、uh, caffeine that you're taking in. So matcha does in, does include some levels of caffeine. If you compare it to coffee, it's about seventy, sixty, seventy percent of the caffeine、mm-hmm. um, level as coffee、um, for the same size.、Um, but what I do notice is because the L-theanine in Contained in matcha,、mm-hmm. that it's a more even dose. So it really keeps me. It helps me concentrate、mm-hmm. better, keeps me alert. But it definitely takes away some of that jitteriness、right. that you feel with coffee. Okay. So in a way,、um, especially in the mornings, I wake up and I always start out my day with the matcha because I just feel like it's sort of my moment when I have my matcha.、Mm-hmm. It's when I meditate. You know, the whisking in the W、um, shape, and、mm-hmm. it's very meditating as well.、Right. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, all right. And、uh, oh, the, by the way, I just have to mention this.、Uh, so there, you know, the ceremonial spiritual part of tea ceremony、um, is、uh, actually established by a man called Senryukyu in 16th century, and、uh, he was a guy. He was a merchant and、uh, intellectual, but he was not afraid of preaching the most powerful samurais to follow his philosophy of tea ceremony. And、uh, eventually, he had to kill himself. I mean, ordered to kill himself by one of those、uh, biggest men. But 
you know, I think that's the essence of uh, matcha and the Japanese people are very proud of this senoriki. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, so actually, the, what you're doing at Chalet is uh, even more democratizing matcha mm-hmm. beyond the Japanese border. So, um, so first, let's talk about how you got into matcha and opened Chalet in December last year. Sure, sure. So I was introduced to matcha many years ago. Um, I lived in Hong Kong while working there, and I started drinking matcha in the mornings. And um, to me, it became a daily ritual. And then when I moved back to the U.S., it was really, really hard to find a good place to find matcha, good mm-hmm. quality matcha. There's, a, of course, a lot of um, green tea desserts, uh, green tea frappuccinos, and very sweetened versions of mm-hmm. matcha. But it was really, really hard to find um, the the quality tea in its mm-hmm. own original form. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it and at the time you know I still worked in uh, finance industry and I was too scared to do anything on my own (laughs) but then I introduced the tea to my um, soon-to-be husband Mm -hmm. um, when we took a trip to Japan and he fell in love with it as well Mm -hmm. and he said why don't we do this why don't we bring this amazing tea to New York and that's when a light bulb went off in my head because I've always wanted to um, have a business of my own, especially in the restaurant and mm-hmm. hospitality business. I've always enjoyed uh, entertaining people and having people over. The hospitality of serving someone something that they truly enjoyed mm-hmm. was very, very attractive to me and always made me happy. Mm-hmm. So I thought it's you know a career path that I wanted to try it out, and this is a perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's for a great product. Um, so we started planning for it. And it was about two and a half years ago that I left the world of finance. And mm-hmm. uh, So back. you were doing uh, in banking and the delivery yes. equity? Yeah. Was <laughs> I, was, I was crunching numbers in derivatives. Mm-hmm. And um, I was doing a lot of, you know, analysis and report writing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I started to switch gears and I started to attend night schools, um, getting a degree in culinary management to just kind of figure my way around how to own and manage a place. Mm. Um, And then about six months into the course, I really just fell in love with it. And I quit my job and I found a um, coffee shop who was willing to take me in and teach me everything, all the in and outs of running a small cafe. Mm. As, um, and also as a barista. Yes, right. as a barista. <laughs> I learned how to make coffee and <laughs> um, it was it was truly an amazing year. It was mm. such a different life experience. Um, so I did that for about a year and then I graduated from school and it was about then that I wanted to start looking for a place. Mm-hmm. And that was about last year, summer, and we started doing the build out for Chalet, I would say September and took us a few months to get the place ready. But mm-hmm. we've been very, very fortunate to have a good location. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I think it's a great place to introduce a new product. Mm-hmm. It's very visible and we get a lot of tourists who walk by. So not only are we reaching out to, um, you know, residents of New York, but mm-hmm. we're really reaching out to whoever's visiting New York, whoever's mm-hmm. walking around the West Village. Okay, yeah. right. So before I get into the concept of uh, chalet, sure. uh, what's the aha moment in Kyoto that you have? Uh, you had a, in, at the tea ceremony? Yeah. When you Kyoto's 
always a special place in my heart um i it's one of it's probably my favorite city in the world wow and that i've visited so far <laughs> i love to travel but um kyoto i find that it's very much still old world it preserves its traditions it's very calming it's very zen i love um i love the people there i love the culture and I love the accessibility to amazing tea houses everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So as we were walking from temple to temple, we could stop off anywhere and mm-hmm. have a cup of matcha prepared, um, the traditional method. And then, you know, that would be accompanied by a wagashi. And mm-hmm. everything was just, the whole experience was mm-hmm. just amazing right. and i look forward to going back every okay. couple of years so you you said you know like a cafe right you mm-hmm. just uh stop by just you know order mm-hmm. uh, matcha but it's a traditional method what is that for the listeners who never tried a traditional matcha yeah so matcha prepared in the traditional way usually it's um you take the matcha tea um you sift it through and they usually serve it in a bowl like a beautiful it's a beautiful ceramic bowl which they first heat up um and then they sift the tea right into the bowl then they add very little water um and compared to how we have tea normally in the u.s which is you know a mug of tea Mm -hmm. there it's about you're getting about two ounces of water only Mm -hmm. and so it's a very small drink i almost describe it as how the Italians have their espresso on the go. So mm. um, this is sort of the tea espresso of, right. um, in Japan. So mm-hmm. um, you, you could stop anywhere in the cafe and mm-hmm. they will prepare it that way. Um, right. and, and it's prepared uh, with the wooden bamboo whisk exactly. by hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you kind of, and you know, like double espresso maybe, but uh, they whisk and then there are bubbles on top like a... Yes you know cappuccino kind of and exactly the bright green and the color is amazing yeah the beautiful. beautiful beautiful vibrant green color and it helps aerate the tea mm-hmm. um and it really tastes that lovely smooth i describe it sort of like a dark chocolate mm. um flavor right. it's really really nice mm. and you mentioned also the uh, wagashi that's the traditional japanese sweets Right, right, right. And uh, let's just quickly go back, you know, the tea ceremony. Mm-hmm. There's a part of the ceremony. It's like the, the host serve tea as well as wagashi. That's the Japanese traditional sweets. Right. And very seasonal and then shaped like flowers. Yes, like it's that. absolutely beautiful. The wagashi, you, usually you have matcha. Matcha um, it has that hint of bitterness which they balance it out by serving you something sweet at the end um one of my favorite is sort of this mochi filled with um it's a sesame peanut paste in mm-hmm. the in the center it's delicious <laughs> and then during um during sakura season they always have the ones shaped like the cherry blossom which is also gorgeous oh wow yeah Okay, I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> right. So, uh, well, let's talk about uh, the concept of, uh, concept of chalet. Yep. So, um, when we started thinking about how we wanted to introduce uh, matcha in chalet, mm-hmm. so we, we, we know that matcha is very new to the Western world. Um, although we've seen it, Starbucks has introduced it, I think Peace Coffee a couple of years back, they introduced it. But so far, it's presented in more of a very sweetened version. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to introduce it more the traditional way as well as some westernized way of serving it. Mm-hmm. But we also wanted the environment to be very friendly and warm, opening mm-hmm. and um, comfortable. 
So I think for anyone to try anything new, um, just being in a familiar surrounding and being able to recognize things on the menu also helps. So we um, kind of toy with the concept, and what we decided to do was, well, everyone in the West is familiar with the coffee menu. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the coffee menu, let, let's translate that to mm-hmm. matcha. So having matcha as our tea shot, mm-hmm. and we build drinks on top of that. Mm-hmm. So the most traditional way is our shot of matcha on the mm-hmm. menu. So that is we actually whisk it um, mm-hmm. In the bowl with the bam- bamboo whisk and mm-hmm. just serve it straight up, just tea okay. and water. Very Who does simple. that? Who does the your our, person? Yeah, our baristas. Yes, um, our baristas are all certifiedly trained to um, make the matcha as well as the coffee drinks, and mm-hmm. they go through a fairly, you know, in-depth training on right. tea as well as coffee. Okay, yeah. Great. Um, so. Now, let's take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, what we can drink at the chalet and the health benefits of matcha. So, please stay with us. Culinary Center is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network.org. The ICC, with locations in New York and California, provide cutting edge education to future chefs, restaurateurs, and wine professionals. We're proud to claim Dan Barber, Bobby Flay, and David Chang among our honored alumni. This is Dorothy Can Hamilton from Chef Story. Check out our ICC website at internationalculinarycenter.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Michelle Gardner, who is the co-owner of Chalet, a Western-style cafe which serves delicious Japanese matcha drinks. So um, we're going to talk about uh, what you, you can drink at the chalet in a moment. But first, let's talk about the health benefit of matcha because that's one of the reasons why Americans started drinking matcha. I'm a lot of healthy people. Yes. So um, I, we definitely have seen a pickup in trend in matcha uh, starting this year. We actually, um, our shop opened in good timing, I think, um, mainly because I think overall everyone is seeking to live a healthier lifestyle these days. Everyone's eating healthier. You see a lot more um, health conscious shops opening up, like such as Organic Avenue, Lecteria, mm-hmm. and um you know, a lot of people want to live longer and want to live healthier. Mm-hmm. So, um, and matcha is perfect for that because, you know, if we look at the beverage menu these days, a lot of drinks contain loads of sugar, caffeine, and, um, you know, and matcha is a great alternative if you want to live a healthier lifestyle. Just some of the uh, most beneficial um, health factors of matcha is that 
Um, matcha contains so much antioxidants and amino acids um, compared to your normal cup of tea. So what we talked about earlier is that compared to normal green tea, mm-hmm. uh, matcha has about 137 times the amino acid content. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of nutrient level, and that's, you know, we're talking about the vitamins and fiber, it's about 10 times wow. as the normal cup of tea. Um, matcha is also shown in studies to help fight cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, the amino acid L-theanine in matcha, that is a stress reducer. So mm-hmm. that's when we think about matcha as um, something that makes you alert but calm at the same time. It's the L-theanine doing its thing. Mm-hmm. So the combination of the L-theanine and the caffeine mm-hmm. can boost your energy without feeling too much jittery or having right. crash like when you drink coffee. Exactly, right. yep. And, and it boosts metabolism. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's proven to help um, heart disease, lowers the LDL cholesterol level. Wow. So I think, you know, uh, there's been a lot of studies out and a lot mm-hmm. of people have been pushing matcha, but I think it's only recently that it's really come mm-hmm. into spotlight. Okay, right. But actually, the matcha used to be drunk among, you know, monks, right? Right. Centuries. So yes. because they can focus on meditation, like you said you did. Yeah. And uh, so it's a uh, proven health benefit already. Right, um, right. I don't know how many centuries, like thousands, over a thousand years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when when matcha was first introduced, um, I think back in 12th century, it was all the monks who drank it, and it would help them meditate for hours. Without mm. um, falling asleep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I definitely feel that in the mornings when I drink matcha and when I have a a list of, you know, things on my to-do list, it helps me organize things a little bit better Mm -hmm. and think clearly. Great. All right. And so, so the... Do you think based on that health benefit of matcha, do you think uh, matcha can replace coffee? Um, I think... Matcha, it complements coffee. Um, I think to a, a... you know, a coffee drinker who consumes two or more cups of coffee a day, mm-hmm. maybe just think about having a matcha in the um, afternoon hours. So in the morning, if you're used to waking up with a coffee, you mm-hmm. know, go for it. And But I think it's a great alternative if in the afternoon you feel a bit sluggish and you mm-hmm. want to pick me up. Mm-hmm. Matcha's great for that. For mm-hmm. people who um, don't normally drink coffee, I highly recommend trying matcha. Mm-hmm. If you just need a little bit of a kick, to get you through the day mm-hmm. um, one you know you get, you're getting all that benefit from ingesting the whole tea leaf and then it also does have some caffeine to keep you awake mm. so you said it's seventy uh, percent of regular coffee mm-hmm. that's a caffeine yeah amount, yeah right? it's right around there mm-hmm. and I think you know in terms of whether I think it's gonna replace coffee it's it's um, it's hard to say now um i think tea culture in general in the west is not as um, strong i think if you look at asia and even some parts of europe mm-hmm. the tea culture is much stronger there um, right. we have afternoon tea and mm-hmm. you know growing up in asia i always had tea throughout the day mm-hmm. um i think i drank more tea than water okay <laughs> but um i think in especially in the u.s we think to wake up with coffee and mm-hmm. definitely you know, you see coffee on the menu a lot more, and mm-hmm. tea oftentimes is overlooked. And I'm really trying to 
build a stronger tea program at our right. shop to introduce great quality tea. Right. And actually, um, for instance, uh, 11 Madison Park, that's mm-hmm. a three-star Michelin restaurant, they have a very strong tea program. You know, so Definitely. there may be uh, some silver lining of tea future in yes. this country yes. or in we, this city. Yeah, we actually decided to work with um, a very... Uh, we we love the company in pursuit of tea um they're phenomenal um in terms of tea selection they always go for they they're they offer the best quality tea mm. in each category and so the yeah the the owner sebastian Beckwith, right. yeah. he's um I, i've known him for a while and uh he just goes to the actual farms exactly. all over the, the world and find the best of the best yeah, right. I'm always so surprised. I just had a tea tasting with him last week, and he's showing me all these great, great new pickings. And, you know, I, I love working with him. And I think together, the tea community is getting stronger by the day. Like you said, Love and Madison's paying attention to it. And I think Atera is doing a great tea tasting menu. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing tea popping up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll still take time. Right. Okay. Uh, so now... Now, so what can we drink at uh, Chalet? So, um, yeah, at Chalet, we have an extensive uh, matcha menu. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, we build the matcha menu based on the espresso menu. So think of everything you would get on a uh, coffee shop espresso-based beverage menu, like cortado or a cappuccino, but you can translate that using matcha as your shot. Mm -hmm. So... We have the cha, which is with straight up matcha and water. And then we have a matcha cortado, which is about five ounces. There's about two ounces of matcha and topped off with milk. So it's a little, uh, it's the, I, in my mind, that's my favorite drink. Um, it's the perfect balance between the sweetness of the milk that we use mm. and the matcha. Right. And then if you want it, especially in the wintertime, our larger matcha milk drinks are very popular. Mm. We do a um, matcha hot chocolate, which mm. we use 100% Ghanaian chocolate. Um, we make a nut ganache with that. Mm. And we add matcha powder. And that's been very popular. Mm-hmm. And then now, going into the summer months, we have matcha seasonal drinks so right now what's been popular is we do a mint and cucumber fizz um it's basically matcha tea with um muddled up with some cucumber mint and then we top it off with Mm -hmm. sparkling water and i tasted it it's very refreshing (laughs) and somehow uh matcha tastes sweet it is no it's natural sweet not sugary but uh it's like a very subtle but it's very delicate yeah yeah we like to pair it with very delicate flavors because mm-hmm. matcha is delicate and it often can be drawn out um, when you add it to many other things mm. but with a cucumber and a little bit of mint it, everything kind of complements mm. and uh, at Chalet uh, you can choose milk uh, three types of milk the regular milk almond milk and the, uh, the soy, soy milk, milk. Yep. So. correct yeah we try to accommodate for everybody um, and in addition to the matcha menu, we do offer the tea program, um, which I work with Sebastian and Anna on. And we also have a great coffee program as well. We, we're we fairly strong on the our dual beverage program because we want everyone to walk into Chalet and have be able to find something that they like. Mm. So if you come in and you don't, you're not a tea drinker, that's okay. We have coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And the space is, uh, you know, like big walls of windows. Mm-hmm. You know, windows are so sunny. 
and right. uh, inviting. Yeah. So it's very comfortable. Right. And uh, the prices are uh, from $3.75 to $5.25. That's mm-hmm. like comparable to other coffee places. Yeah, I think our pricing point, um, it's in line with, um, you know, similar shops in the city. And matcha, I think often people forget just how labor intensive it is to cultivate and to process the Mm -hmm. tea. Um, And that's why when you even shop for matcha online or at the grocery store, it is a premium tea compared to other loose leaf teas mm-hmm. because of the post-processing. You have to grind it into the powder format. Right. And, and also, you know, the screen that uh, for the last couple, you know, last few weeks before exactly. the harvest, you have to put up screen and it's it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's, a, it's really a form of art and um, we definitely have a deep appreciation for it. Mm. Right. And uh, you sell uh, matcha uh, chocolate you know, and then the matcha yogurt and granola? Yeah, we, um, so in addition to the matcha beverages, we try to incorporate matcha into our food menu as well. So matcha um, shows up in our white matcha chocolate bark, which has a lot of different nuts, goji berries, and so it's got a lot of different textural elements to mm-hmm. it. And then we also add it to our Greek yogurt with a little honey and granola. Um, and we... Um, we also have a matcha carrot ginger dressing mm-hmm. with our salads, um, and we just try to play around with a lot of different recipes. Right now, for example, our muesli toast, we just changed to our spring-summer menu. Mm-hmm. So it has the Greek yogurt, it has a matcha custard, lots of different seasonal fruits and nuts, and with a little bit of honey. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Right, and that's interesting because it's a fine powder. It's very versatile when you want to use it for cooking mm-hmm. and just... Uh, you know, sprinkle over something. Definitely, definitely. It's very versatile. I think um, if you are out shopping for matcha, um, look out for the different grades because when you're baking or when you're adding matcha to um, uh, food items, you want to pick up the culinary grade because Mm -hmm. it does, you do need a bit of the bitterness to come through to balance out with Mm -hmm. whatever you're adding it to. However, if you use a ceremonial grade, Mm -hmm. um, you won't taste so much of the subtle um, Mm. sweetness from it because the other flavors Mm. might drown it out. Okay, so the first, you know, you said the first press, uh, second press kind of olive oil. That's the, Mm -hmm. you know, the ceremonial one is first cold press and the second one is a little more... um, Bolder yes. flavor. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And can you tell when you shop? Can you tell? They say? Yes. Uh, um, when you're out shopping, it'll say on the tin whether it's um, ceremonial or culinary. And also pricing points, you can tell. Um, the, of course, the culinary grade will be at a lower price. Mm, okay. Yep. Right. Um, by the way, uh, I, uh, I have my uh, favorite summer snack which oh. is uh, chilled tofu. Oh, yes. And uh, I put some soy, but on top, I sprinkle a little bit of matcha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, the color becomes so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I and do very similar. I have, um, I sprinkle, I mix matcha with a little bit of sea salt, mm-hmm. and I sprinkle over oh, the tofu. It's so delicious. Beautiful. Yeah. Right. And for some reason, I think that, you know, it's not dissolved in water, mm-hmm. so I have a bigger energy boost by <laughs> having the powder directly on top of yeah. tofu. Right. So, so who are buying matcha drinks at the chalet? Um, it's really surprising to see. A l- 
everybody who lives in the neighborhood that we've introduced matcha to, they fell in love with it and they now it's becoming part of their daily rituals. So um, we're seeing everybody from every age group, from every race, from every ethnic background um, getting involved in the matcha trend. Mm. And I think everything circles back to living a healthier lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, so we definitely, we get a very diverse crowd where we are as well. And mm. we're right on the corner of 7th Avenue and Christopher Street. So in that corner, it's very visible. And, you know, everyone who walks by, even if they're from, you know um some other state that walk in it's like they'll ask what is matcha and mm. you know one of our knowledgeable staff will explain to them and mm. maybe give them a little sample to try right yeah. so have you seen any converse who came first for coffee to chalet mm -hmm. and then to try the matcha definitely definitely i have had um a lot of people who switch their morning coffee to matcha which is really you know amazing to see because i i know how much of a habit coffee can be and to see them switch is really remarkable um we get a lot of people who says that it helps with um you know their stomach sometimes coffee can give you acid reflux or mm. just makes your tummy a little uncomfortable so matcha helps with that and then other people have come in and told me oh matcha makes my skin clearer and mm. you know everyone finds their own little way of how it's benefiting them and mm. that's great to hear right uh, actually in japan i think there is uh, among young women mm -hmm. people believe uh, that makes your skin better <laughs> so that that may be true <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, okay. And uh, which item are the most popular? Like top three items? Top three. Well, right now, because the weather is so warm, the seasonal fizz that we have, the um, mint cucumber, mm -hmm. it's definitely the top seller. And then um, I think the matcha iced tea, just without any sugar or anything added to it, just tea and water, it's definitely very popular as well. Mm. And then with the milk-based drinks, the cortado is definitely the most popular. Mm. Um, I think uh, it's, it, you know, if you think about the larger lattes, 12 ounces of milk, it's quite a lot of dairy for mm. a lot of people these days, so they prefer to have a smaller drink. Mm. Well, it sounds like people really appreciate the pure flavor of matcha. Yes. Yes, right. we definitely notice that with the bigger drinks, some of that subtlety of matcha gets lost mm -hmm. and people will kind of figure their way around and start moving towards the smaller drinks where you can taste the matcha more. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Right. And you also sell uh, matcha powders. Yes. Right? Um, yes, we work with a farm directly from Kyoto who supplies all of our matcha. Um, we, Kyoto Uji. Right? Yes. The Uji, Uji, I think, is what the most famous Yes, making it's mission. very, very well known. It's sort of how you think about um, wine regions, what mm. kind of climate, soil, mm. um, what uh, you know, what's best for growing tea. And I think Uji hits all the points. It's got the white uh, varying temperatures from night to day and also it has the rich soil, it's near water, and um, it's also got that mistiness to it. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's great for producing matcha. So we work with a farmer out there who um, supply our ceremonial level mm -hmm. tea. Did you visit the farm? Yes, oh, it's absolutely beautiful. Wow. And it's really, that's the best part of it. We're hoping to go back next year during harvest. Wow, Yeah, that's great. Right. So, um, so what's the you you have a little tin, beautiful tin, 
of matcha, thank right? Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we sell the matcha by uh, 40 gram tins, mm -hmm. which gives you about 20 servings. Mm -hmm. And we notice that people who are regulars to our shop, sometimes if they're going away for vacation mm -hmm. or if they're going away to the beach for the weekend, they'll take the tin with them so they never stop having matcha while they're <laughs> away. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, I, you know, for us, it was more just having some on the retail shelves. and um, But we're actually starting to see a pickup in retail sales. Wow. Yeah. That seems you're very successful in educating <laughs> customers. We uh, try our best. We try our best. Right. Great. So um, if you get a tin, uh, how do you prepare? Matcha? Um, very simple. Um, so with the tin, you could um, either whisk it. Uh, traditionally, and you can use any bowl. Um, you sell whisks too, yes. Right? We actually sell a starter set, which includes everything you would need to make it the traditional method. Mm -hmm. So it comes with a hundred prawn uh, bamboo whisk. It comes with a bamboo scoop. It can comes with a whisk holder, which helps your whisks stay in shape, which mm -hmm. makes them last a mm -hmm. lot and longer. And whisk looks like really beautiful piece of art. Yes, it's. It's beautiful. I mean, it's the little prawns are so tiny, and right. yeah, it's really pretty. And the bowls are amazing, and you can get so many different varieties. We just carry um, two in our shop, but if you have a look around town, there's many, many great um, culinary shops that sells really intricate, beautifully hand-painted mm -hmm. um, porcelain bowls. Right. So when you're at home, just literally, you know, about half a teaspoon gets you about two grams of mm -hmm. matcha. Okay. Then add hot water, but not boiling. Mm -hmm. 175 will be perfect. But if you can't get there, just add a splash of cold water. Because mm -hmm. the hotter the water, you're going to uh, burn the tea leaves. So it's uh, going to bring out more of the bitterness. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, if you don't want to make something more like espresso drinks, can you do that at home too? Yes, definitely. These days, you could either... Um, you know, buy one of those uh, milk frothers, mm -hmm. or you could, as simple as sticking the milk of your choice in the microwave for about a minute, and hmm. then, you know, add it to the matcha oh, that wow. you already prepared. So it's very simple, and Good. you can add honey or agave, right. whatever sweeteners. Right. And also you can use, of course, in uh, sweets, baking. Yes. I mm. add it to morning smoothies all the time. Okay. So I um, I got one of those Nutribullets for Christmas, and I've been adding matcha to it and all these superfoods, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were very courageous to quit your job and then opening this business. Uh, how do you feel now? I, yeah, it was a big, big leap of faith, you know, and I'm really, really um, happy with how the store has turned out, how well received it is. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just so blessed to have like the best team of people to work with as well. And my baristas, they really give it all to try to promote matcha and to prepare the most delicious drink. Wow, that's yeah. great. So well, I'm happy you. to be here now. Well, I appreciate the Japanese, you know, this is Japanese. I really appreciate the way you do. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. So, um, well, so thank you for joining us today, Michelle. And uh, good luck. Thank you very much for having me. So, uh, listeners, if you'd like to know more about Chalait, please visit uh, chalait.com. That's C-H-A-L-A-I-T.com. And if you have any questions or comments, please contact us at heritageradionetwork.org. And you can also reach me at akikokatayama.com. Japan East is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and are always available at heritageradionetwork.org. I will see you next week.
to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. Listening.